0: The first 3 times I was told about Avalon the Gat, I didn't believe it. People tried to tell me there was a place beneath the ground in Ireland where the sacred realm of the female goddess still existed. "Ramesh," I said, "that's that's ridiculous." But they insisted, saying it was deep inside this vast soaring limestone cavern underneath the earth. Like, come on. By all accounts, this cave was beneath the ancient royal capital of Connacht in Roscommon, with the remains of many of the ancient ceremonial and ritualistic buildings still to be seen. Of course, I had to find out more, but it wasn't easy. One account said Nagat or Oivenagat in Irish was known as a hellmouth, an entrance to the other world. And somewhere else I read that it was a chamber of transformation for Irish mythic heroes. But that there was no way you'd ever find it yourself. You had to be led there by a member of the initiated. Someone who knew. There was a reference to it in a 12th century manuscript. And somewhere else I read that it was a crucible of initiation. Where the goddess Morrigan corralled her otherworldly cattle. And where she punished people for allowing unworthy individuals enter her realm. It all sounded, I don't know, a a bit farcical. So obviously, I had to find it. I'm standing outside Oivnagat on a drizzly summer day. So, as it happens, there really is a hellmouth, Uyvnigat, the entrance to the Celtic Otherworld, and it's in a private field near Tulsk in County Roscommon. It's an area called Rath which was once the ancient royal capital of Connacht. And I've come here to do something, well, what my mum would call irresponsible. But I'm about to go into it on my own, um, without light. That's right, I'm going to descend into a seven metre cave by myself to see what it's all about. To see why this was such a feared and fearsome place in Celtic Ireland. Oh, and nobody knows I'm here. Not my mum, or my girlfriend, or the producer Colette. No one. Anyway, here goes. So the entranceway is very narrow, going right beneath the first rock that entranceway is really just a hole in a ditch at the side of a field. It's maybe three foot tall by four foot wide, just about big enough to crawl into. Through ferns, posting myself in. The lintel over the entrance has Oa markings on it, probably carved sometime between the 4th and ninth centuries. And after that, it's too dark to see very much. I can feel stones on all sides of me, like like in a passage tomb. The ground is wet and muddy, though on a base of rock or stone. And then I am now heading deeper into the earth sliding, because I can't see anything ahead of me. The passage drops at a sharp angle for about eight metres. That's another big step, good God. Oh, the air grows gradually mustier the further I get from the entrance. It's getting cooler continually as I go. And the sound changes too. The last hint of birds and wind through the trees disappears. And my voice sounds cramped and close, like it does in a tunnel. It's so easy to lose track of time. I do have my phone with me so I could turn on a flashlight but I'm gonna try not to, oh, that was very slippy. My elbows are holding me up, uh, right. I just can't find a foothold there, it's just totally slippy. After a couple of missteps, ow, ow, God, I'm sore. I sense the sound waves from my voice expanding and that echo sounds like a cave is a, oh, in front of me. So I think this is, ultimately it's a 38 meter long cave. Okay, I think I'm going to go down on my bum again because I don't know what's ahead but I still can't sense if I've reached a level floor okay, or even if there is a level floor it's keeping on descending I haven't reached the depths yet and it's getting muddier and wetter and slimier the further I go down Uh, I'm carrying a book in my hands actually I have no hand free because I have the microphone in one hand and this book in the other hand I don't know why I I bring a book down with me. Eventually, I just stop. It is, this is the darkest I have ever been. There is, I can see nothing. Nothing ahead of me, nothing behind me. Seven meters above, or sorry, below the earth. And this Oifneagat means the cave of the cats. It's from a story of um, Brighnu, the feast of Brighnu. I think is like eighth or ninth century. This mischievous uh, Ulster man who who's brought three of the great warriors, including Cuchulain, together to feast to set them against each other. He offered each of them. He said each of them deserved the best bit of the of the pork or the wild boar, uh, knowing that. As champions, they'd have to fight over who got it. And they released three wise, wise wild cats in among them, and they had to spend the night fighting it out. And Kuchulen, of course, emerged victorious. This cave is also associated with a Celtic goddess. She was known as the Great Queen, or the Queen of Terror. And she was a total badass, definitely not to be messed with. Her name was Morrigan, Morrigan. And Morrigan is the the female goddess of, of chaos and destruction. The Morrigan is also the goddess of battle and death and fertility in Irish mythology. She often appears in the guise of a hooded crow, foretelling doom or death or inciting warriors to plunge fearlessly into battle. That ultimate female deity who will whip up chaos and who will control us and who will move around the chess pieces on the board to make sure life doesn't go smoothly. And this is her realm here. Morgan is down here. She's also known as the the washerwoman. she's sometimes in the Tehainbo cool Ku and other stories. she's seen by warriors out washing clothes in the um, in the river. but when you get near to her, you realize she's washing blood. the whole river has turned to red with blood, and she's washing the blood in the clothes and she predicts death and doom and she's always right because there is always there's always death and doom she sucks people down into this into this earth where we rot where we die <sighs> <sighs> You know, when it's raining and you're really um, cold and miserable and wet, and you start singing to yourself, really just to comfort yourself, it's like, it's like the baby gurgling. It's the sound of something vibrating through your body that makes you feel more at ease and less miserable. Maybe that's why we chant in caves. Make us feel less alone. Oh, um, my. For the medieval Irish, this cave was terrifying. It's where Morrigan reputedly kept her menacing bovine herd. She didn't like trespassers, and she was known to let loose ferocious beasts and dark spirits, and to terrorise the mind of anyone who dared enter her realm. Which, of course, is why the great warriors came. There was nowhere better to test their mettle than in the damp, fetid lair of the most dangerous, furious goddess of all. A night in Uyvnagot was the ultimate rite of passage. If you survived this, you could do anything. This is now all just mythology, of course. Make-believe but it still sends a chill through me. And who can say for certain that it was just make-believe? For all I know, dark forces like this could still exist today. I think, like... What was that? I think my eyes are adjusting, I'm beginning to see things, but actually it's not, I'm I'm making it up. It's like um, figments of my imagination, my... My eyes think they're seeing shadows or, or, or paler bits of pure blackness. But the reality is, there's nothing there, it's just blackness. Okay, this is freaking me out. Okay, um, oh. I'm gonna make my way out. Oh. I'm back. I feel different. Well, like my eyes are burning with the light. And everything, the color of everything just seems so luminous. And it's like, like, it's a dull gray day. Drizzle is lighter now, but um, it's still there. Things are radiant, things are shining. And that's another whole belief connected to this, this, um, Wuiv that, um, that it was a place of transformation. Warriors would go down here, spend a night or a few days, deal with their inner angst, and come out reborn. I think that's how I am slightly. I'm not quite reborn, but changed, revived, rejuvenated. <sighs> I think I'd, I'd do that again. I mean, there's bruises on my head, one particularly one that's rose and swollen, but it was worth it. Don't know why the hell I brought that stupid book with me though. It's now covered in mud. Okay, next time no book. Oh God, I love this world. <laughs> the Almanac of Ireland was presented by me, Moncon McGann, and produced by Colette Kinsella. It's a Red Hair Media production for RT Radio.